This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Champions League final build-up show. I didn't think I'd get to do one of these as, as a presenter of Red Men when I was uh, crying my eyes out at the 10-year anniversary of Istanbul like, four years ago. This is the second one in two years. Um, it is my privilege to introduce to my guest today, of course, the man, the legend, Mr. Chris Pajak, the other man, the legend, John Major, and yet the other man, the legend, Andy Grant as well. Um, chock full of wonderful human beings to be in the building with today as we talk about Liverpool in you know, the European Cup final. And Tom. Um, and, oh, and Tom, Tom and Dan are here as well, like, you know, but no one needed to know that. Um, before I dive into it all, because it's Champions League, everyone's got an interest there. We are partnered today with the wonderful people at DraftKings. Uh, they've got something to bring you. I've got it written down, there's a lot of words. Uh, something special to bring you in celebration of Saturday's final. We've got a free fancy football contest uh, for this weekend's match where you can win your share of $2,000 in prizes. $2,000 makes it seem so much more special somehow, like you've I'd be like, hmm, $2,000. $2,000! With, with Brexit, it's about two grand, isn't it's, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the perfect time to win some dollars. Uh, so, to click the link in the description uh, and select the play free button. Uh, draft a full lineup of players. Keep an eye on the leaderboard as the game plays out. Obviously, there's uh, certain rules, like you get plus 20 points for a goal, uh, for, uh, for a forward, for a midfielder, it's plus 22, for a defender, it's 24. And for a goalkeeper, it's 26. So, you know, if. if Big Alison Becker sticks one in from his own area. Presumably, you're going to get more points for the goal. Well, I think that makes perfect sense, to be honest. I think you should win. If you pick Becker as your goal, goalkeeper and he scores, you just, but that's not up to me to pick. Like the golden snitch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Obviously, eligibility restrictions apply. You can see the website for full details. Uh, and there's info in the video description underneath this as well. Uh, so, yeah, do get involved. We'll be playing, and you should too as well. Um, right, yes, Chris. Champions League final. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, I, um, this has been the weirdest build-up, I think, to a, to a game I think I've ever experienced. Because oh, you went on life. holiday. 
Yeah, yeah, but no, I was I was talking to Andy about this. I mean, like not just the the, the, the length of time because the length of time is it, but the season finishes and I, do, I finish the last game, get some content done, and go away. And then when you come back, it's like you're doing transfer content and you're dicking around and filling time and doing fun stuff. And this has been fun stuff. But I said to Andy, I feel like stepping back into work is like stepping onto a roundabout that's at full speed. This is all gathering pace. It's all it's all kicking off. But it's it's been the weirdest stretch to get to this game. It's. It felt so long for me because everything's focusing on Madrid and like three weeks and everything you're talking about, you can talk. I don't want to talk about transfers now. The season's not over. Yeah. I don't even like talking about transfers when the season's over, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. I like watching footy. So to get to preview a game for three weeks, a game of this magnitude, has been boss. But also getting like different people's opinions on it. So we're going to hear Andy and John today. I'm looking forward to that. I've heard Carragher's, I've heard Jamie Webster's, and I've heard Ox and Hendo's and stuff like that. So it's been brilliant because I've got to speak to more people before the game. Whereas if it was just a week later, wouldn't have been able to cram all that in. Yeah, so actually, in some ways, it's been really good. But in other ways, I felt like a George R. R. Martin fan waiting for the next fucking book yeah. because it's been about eight years, and this is what it kind of felt like since the season's ended. That's it. I think this, this the great thing about it. That is, is this is it now. You know, we're, we're we're on the countdown. I keep I keep chatting with people who I'm now not going to see until after the after the final. The, the, this stretch the boring part's done now this is where we can start to get the little bubblings of excitement the whole, get the, the whole city you feel it as you go and walk around the streets or yeah. the shops you know two weeks ago two and a half weeks ago there might have been one window with a flag in it now there's whole streets full of flags and banners you know cars have all got flags out the windows and it's just bizarre yeah, it's just uh, really, really. It's excited. one of the best things about Liverpool a, when you get to a Champions League final. It's seeing everyone just putting the colours up and stuff. There's nothing better. But it's this thing, isn't it? Andy? It's, it's maybe people, people probably do it in other cities. I don't care. We do it brilliantly, and even like even the blue noses have turned the nose up. Think back to the the, the FA Cup semi final. It was red blue. They were doing exactly the same thing. It's one thing we do very well in this city is get behind our footy clubs when they're in when they're in big events. I mean, that's right. It's there's such a buzz around the city. Every conversation you overhear in the in you know in the corner shop or whatever, it's all about this. Yeah, I mean, I was in the went to the gym this morning, and in the gym you start being able to say to the lads, right, I'll see you in Madrid. It's getting to that point now, and then. After the gym, I went to the cafe. In the cafe, the, the young girls putting posters up in the window in the cafe, and it's just that feeling of everyone's just buzzing for it. But, but yeah, you're totally right. When in the build up to it, it's felt like that time between Christmas and, and New Year. No one kind of knows what day it is and stuff. And <laughs> That's the best, like, right? And yeah, so it's felt a bit weird. But definitely, the last couple of days, I've thought, you know, we're on the final stretch now. And like you just said, then it's just great driving here now. You're seeing all the flags and everything. And it's, I am like properly buzzing now for it. It's like the, the Christmas analogy spot on, particularly with like the people dressing the houses stuff, because everyone around ours is mad for Christmas and they're mad for the, the Liverpool stuff as well. There's, there's houses that are just it's again if it was if it was Crimbo, it, it, there's a comp it's like everyone's in competition to get who can have the most cardboard cutouts of players <laughs> next to the door. Honestly, it's mad and the bunting and all that and it's all the pop up shops, the entrepreneurial yeah, yeah. spirit that's been embraced by the city. I, I, I adore it. But I I mean Andy how how, how have you been emotionally with it because it, it, it's such a long time to sustain excitement and the, the season did kind of like you know, we were saying that to not win the league this sustained us this this defo took the edge off the disappointment of that Massively. but I still finished the season and I was still a bit a little bit a little bit down how have you, how have you coped the last few weeks I remember after the Barcelona game even though we still had uh, Wolves in the last game after that Barcelona game 
I swear to God, I, I took a couple of days there to, to properly recover and in the sense of I was having like naps for the next two days. I just felt so emotionally drained. And then I kind of finally got through that. And then it was the Wolves game. And then there's the franticness of trying to sort your travel and the, and the logistics out for the final. And I've tried my best to try and switch off, but I've just not been able to. I've been watching some of the stuff you guys have been putting up and just as much information as you can. And I've, I've tried my best. I think I tried for a couple of days to think I'm going to switch off. And then you start seeing on social media all the build up. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to just get stuck in. And it's. Just been trying to just get as much of it as I can. It's 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 an odd one, isn't it? I mean, we've you're you're, you're coming over with with me. It's the, is that that it's your first European? Is that your first European Cup final? So, I mean, you know, you've been there and see, seen it all. You know, the glory days of Liverpool. Is that how how's that how's that extra impetus helped? Does I mean I don't normally get nervous about f- football games at all. Not anymore, anyway. But this one, every time I think about it, my stomach just goes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know the way yeah. butterflies and things. So. so yeah, I'm really, really buzzing for it. Yeah. It's, it's terrific. It's um, of all places as well, Madrid. Yeah, and particularly given the last time we we, you, we went on a European away was, of course, to that it was to the bear about the less said about that, the better, of course. Um, Thanks, Brendan. Yeah, nice one, nice one, Brendan. <laughs> um, but that, uh, the whole vibe to me feels different. This time around, particularly compared, even just compared to a year ago, you know, I just done a show where we were talking about reacting to um, Cop's press conference and talking about some of the, reacting to some of the things that he was saying. This feels like there's a real sense of assuredness going into this. I would say confidence, but I think confidence can often be misconstrued for cockiness. I don't get that. I just get this real feeling of like. I think power there's a sense of maturity this. about yeah. the team, isn't there? Now you know you. You think of them and you think solidity. You don't, you know. There's not, there's no sort of weak links in it, really. You, you're, um, you're going into it. Whereas last year we were going up against Madrid and you were thinking, oh god, this is a bit. You're still thinking we'd beat them because we mm-hmm. had the firepower to do it. Um, but at the end of that game, I felt like we'd been conned somehow. Yeah, we weren't mature enough or savvy enough to understand we'd been rope-a-doped, you yeah. know? And this time, I think we're going in, our eyes completely wide open, we know exactly what a European final's all about, and with players who are red-hot and who are desperate to win. I think, yeah. I think that's completely true, Chris, and that's the thing. This feels like a, like a, it feels like a path well trodden all of a sudden. This is only you know a second time back in in the European Cup in you know third in what like ten years or whatever. Pretty much we've been in this competition, but this does feel like we've been talking about this all season. There's a sense of place. There's a sense of belonging here, and it's not it, it's it's coming from the team. It's coming from the manager, but it's actually I think it's coming from the the, the fan base as well. It, it is, and, and it should do. You know, last season we got to the Champions League final. We've talked about it. This season we've knocked off the Serbian champions, the Portuguese champions, the Spanish champions, the German champions. I mean, these aren't teams that. That just sounds great. You're knocking all these people off. Napoli finished second in Serie A as well. So we've beaten brilliant sides, and we deserve to be here. And that's, I think, sometimes although we were great last season. We didn't show our full potential like we have this season. This season, we've been playing knockout football for three months, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, was it nine we won on the spin at the back end of the league season and stuff like that? So, because of the way that we've been fighting with Manchester City, all right, we, we finished with 97, we didn't quite get over the line. But the way that we were grinding out results, it's been knockout football. And the, That's the what we're going into again. We, at Barca, we never actually deserved to get yeah. beat. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, that says says everything. I think about I, the quality I, of the team. We'll talk a bit about that bit about the Barca stuff and, and and what have you in a second, Andy. But I think what's the thing that's worth considering, just to just to kind of take a sidestep into kind of Spurs world a little bit at the moment. It feels like as much as we've got this sense of assurance, I think they've got they've got such a great story behind them as well that it's we, we get lost in our own little bubble at times. I think with these things that they will feel and and just just as justifiably as us to some extent that their name is written on it as well. You know, you don't get out of that. You know, no, I think it was, what was it one point or no points after three games in the in the groups. One point, I think it was. You, you know, yeah, you're sorry, you're right. And then you know to come through the VAR stuff against this, to fight back against Ajax. They, you know, they will be striving into this, thinking that there's a there's a sense of destiny for themselves. Yeah, totally. I feel like they're having their, you know, Istanbul season, really, aren't they? You know, the Olympiacos that we had and stuff. They've they've had all those moments, but for me personally, we spoke before about the vibe. I just feel so different in the sense of you look at that team now and, and the culture and that the ethos that Klopp has has got and the whole team and the fan base and the staff and everyone involved. As plucky as Tottenham's route to the final has been and it has been you know great to see them from a football point of view I just look and get this feel from Liverpool where it's the, the, the team's just too good and I think years ago you know you look at through my lifetime following Liverpool we've always been we've always done well in the cups and it's always been we've fluked some some cup finals we've we've had our look along the way and whereas this time I'm, I'm not looking at it thinking oh it could be Tottenham's Istanbul season I'm looking at that team thinking this is an assured team of, of of top quality players who, you know, they sh- they should do the job. This feels the, like that team. If you were to look back on it, it feels like I, I can imagine looking back on this team in twenty years' time, and it's got a couple of league titles and a and a, and a European Cup or two. Or you know, it's got a a a bank of wins under its belt, and we consider it in the same vein as all the other glorious teams that we've it, seen in the past. It's exactly the same in the sense of, I heard you, you talk with Carrot and Carrot's openly saying, you know, that team I played in, it, it wasn't a great team and stuff, where what you've just said then, this is a team you'll look back on and you'll think, it's probably one of the best teams I've ever, I've ever seen. And, that's, and that vibe is definitely shone through throughout the season. It's like they won't be denied. You know, and you can you can look back at different games at points during the season. You know, the Everton one when we beat them, and Tottenham. You know, late on in the season at Anfield, Newcastle. All of these things. It's like it's like we're just gonna go. Oh, we're gonna win this game. We are gonna win this game. We will not be denied. And this again, another Game of Thrones reference here. You can like the story and not the fucking ending, Tottenham fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might have a great story, but yeah. the ending might not be what you want. Well, they do. They feel, do they feel very. I think Andy's right. They feel very like us. Like even even this as much as a year ago or two or two years ago, this this Tottenham side, and it's funny because we they should be ahead of us in their development. Obviously, we've injected a lot of cash into this side. I think we've over we obviously overtaken you see in the I mean, league I, performance. I, I, I think, like like Andy said, Istanbul and to some extent the Inter Mourinho's Inter again mm-hmm. was that Barca in the final. Uh, that was the, the, um, I think to be Barca in the semis. Well, Chelsea, it was. I'm yeah. thinking about who. who, who these teams who get there, who you don't expect to get there, who ride their luck all the way through and end up winning, we know that happens. Yeah. But you know, we're a team that's been in three European finals in four years, and yeah. the, the experience those players now have, you know, I, I think should see us through. Yeah. You know? I, I I completely agree with that, and that's the thing. The thing that's weird, though, and, we, and it has to be mentioned because we don't have to mention it because it's a Liverpool show. We can just literally get our heads down and focus on all the wonderful stuff around Liverpool. It's interesting. I think Cara's referenced in, and one or two ex-players have referenced that the the the, old, the fear Liverpool should have in this is just because mad things can happen in football. Because we've seen Spurs do it. Spurs shouldn't have, you know. But if, if VAR doesn't come in this season, 
then Spurs get knocked. Spurs get knocked out. You know, they've got. They have been riding the seat of the pants, and there's no. You can't plan for that stuff. And Jürgen's been referencing this press conference. So you can't. You can't factor in every roll of the ball. Thing, things. And it also means you can't football. relax because you can yeah. be two 0 up at half time. You think it's still not over. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. But yeah. that. But that's the thing. I, I agree with everything you, you kind of driving towards. Well, and is that this? This. I can't fathom us not winning it. Mm. And and that doesn't mean that we can't. We, we we will win it. That doesn't mean that it can't go wrong for whatever reason. Because you're still going to get past eleven lads who've all got their own stories and their own motivations, their own ability to kick the ball in three hundred and sixty. You know, in, in, you know, in three hundred sixty degrees or whatever. But it's this is probably like the level of things that people hate people hate us for. But I don't feel like I'm being cocky. I don't feel like I'm being a prick about this. No, we've watched this team all season long. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's you know we. Tottenham lost nearly a third of the games in the league. Now, I think they're better than that. Yeah. But they haven't had a good 2019. Whichever way you look at it, they were up there with us in Manchester City at, mm-hmm. at the turn of the year. And they're not, and they weren't at the end of the season. And now, ultimately, we both qualified for the Champions League. So they'll be looking at it, well, it doesn't matter. What we've done is we focused our energies on getting a bit further in the Champions League. But what Liverpool were able to do and why, why our story is slightly better in that regard is we were able to keep the consistency in the league and keep that consistency in the Champions League. The thing is, we've improved this year and they haven't. You know, they, they were you know, challenging for the title last year and everyone thought they had a good shot. This year, they've fallen away. They conceded an awful lot of goals this year. Yeah. You know, whereas we've gone the opposite way. Yeah. We've stopped conceding goals and still continue to score loads of goals. I think the, the encouraging thing from their perspective, Andy, is that, that obviously Harry Kane has very publicly declared himself fit. Of course he has, because it's got to be about Harry Kane at all, at all times. <laughs> but, um, you know, they've, got, they, they've handled life without him this season at times. So they, 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 were, they were set pretty well. One way or the other. Harry Kane's fit, they get a world class centre forward to, to start in the game. Harry Kane's not fit, well, Lucas Moura and, and Son have proved themselves more than capable deputies. Even Lorente's done a job for them in, in, in the meantime. Um, so there's, 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 there's defo still things to be to be wary of, but I agree. It does feel as though, you know, if we were to judge it side by side, Liverpool should be the favourites. The, the couple of things on that, I, I think it's. When when we haven't been favourites and you you can't have, you're clutching everything, don't you know? Last time Liverpool won the league, we played in this colour against the team in that colour, and, and <laughs> someone got married, and this happened. Whereas <laughs> yeah. I think that's how maybe Tottenham are feeling. Whereas yeah. again, we're all much more assured. The one thing on Tottenham, I was lucky enough to do a talk with the England team before the World Cup, and I've always thought as a football fan, Harry Kane, why is he captain? I don't really rate him as a captain. He does, but I tell you what, he's got a presence about him yeah. in that in that England squad and the setup. Just standing by him, you thought. OK, I can see why he's captain. So I do think it's a big plus for them having him back. I almost want him to start because he seems to take such a long time in getting going. If you look at his, I think this well, season... August. Yeah, he had this big thing about he never scored in August. So I think he takes a long time to get going. And I also think uh, Mora, I think, is, and Son, and, and they play the kind of two or three kind of attacking players, might pose a bit more of a threat. But again, I think, like you've just said, then everyone can have their own little story and fairy tale if you look in... If you look long enough and hard enough into yeah. each individual, why it should, why they should win it, but I'd rather be in our position as the favourites, feeling much more confident it, yeah. than, than than thinking, oh, this this got to be ours because we've won this it's, game and that game. It, I think that's spot on. I think there's 
we've, I think their big thing is riding on the whole, like, well, look, it's, it's meant to be. It's meant it's to be. Meant you to don't be. get through VAR. It's just, you don't score You don't score late against Ajax. If it's not, I think they, they, they're they carrying, that's their crest of wave, that they're hoping that the fates are going to hand it to them. We've we, had that. We re- will we recognise it, yeah, don't we? I've had my mate, um, as the run-ups going in, my mate said, uh, I, I said, you know, do you still think we're going to win the league? And he said, I refuse to believe all these late winners came for nothing. And it did come for nothing. Yeah. It, so it, it, it's not written in the stars just no. because you have a bit of luck along the way. And I think that's what Tottenham, are, unfortunately for them, want to find out that you can have all the luck in the world. But once you come up against the great sides, sometimes you, you're just going to get beat. That's it. I think the Harry Kane stuff's interesting, Chris, because, I mean, look, there's, there's, we've seen so many stories of finals of great strikers being rushed back into to games. You know, you go back to your, to your Ravinelli's and your Ronaldo's in the, in, in the World Cup. And I, I, I suspect Harry Kane will be fitter than all of that. But there is that. There's so much pressure, and I think he's so important that even if there's all this talk is, are they better with him or without him? And I've heard loads of people say, oh, they're much better without him. The much the boss, the boss with him and without him because they're a dead good side. But that's you know that's something to be to watch out for. Is that even if he's fully fit, even if he was fully fit two weeks ago, he's not been playing football. You know, he he's the one. You know, and and I'm in. I think Liverpool are in a, comf- a more comfortable situation that we could really do with Bobby Firmino being fully fit and firing and ready for this game. But I, I, I think Liverpool are relaxed enough that I think we would put Firmino on the bench. I think they will take. I think they would take the gamble on Kane because he's so important. Talismanic. I think that's right. He wins them so many free right, kicks. Exactly. Well, I, I look <laughs> yeah. at it and I think you know, I do think that Spurs are better without Harry Kane. Now it's not because he's a bad player. It's because I think they get more out of Son, and I think Son isn't as good. When Kane's on the field, and I, I really like Son as a player, I think he's absolutely fantastic. I like, love Son. He, he's, he's incredible. But what what Harry Kane does, he's a great finisher, and if he gets an opportunity, he's going to finish it off. You know what I mean? But for me, when Liverpool have lost Firmino, we're still playing the same way. When Tottenham have lost Kane, I don't think they are, and that's the thing that I think if Kane is to play. You're asking them to go back to a style of football that they last played nearly two, three months ago. Mm. Whereas Liverpool have still been playing with the fluid like front yeah. three, you know mm. what I mean? Nothing's changed, we're still doing the same things, but the whole shape of Tottenham moving forward changes when Kane isn't there. Feels like he might have a stats and tactics show based around... I haven't actually, no. I'm just making this shit up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, no, it is very, very interesting stuff. I mean... The, the 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 good thing, Dad, about the, the Firmino stuff for us, because uh, you know, just before filming, we saw the media day and we saw Firmino training on his own. Chris speculated whether that might be a little bit of gamesmanship from Jürgen because the the, you know, the media eyes are on there. Keep him keep him to one side because you don't want to tip your hand too much. I think the, the good thing that we've got going for us this time around that we certainly didn't have last year and we haven't had for a number of years. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I wouldn't, we're much better with Firmino in. In a dream scenario, it goes without saying that our front three is our front three. You just have to look when it came on against Barca. We actually nearly scored twice. He was only on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Because he adds that much to to the game, he adds to Salah's game yeah. and he adds to Mane's game. But the beauty is, because you're dead right about all that. But I personally am so much more relaxed about our squad situation because look, Origi scored two against Barcelona. Jadzikiri come on and set up the goal for Genie. For we've seen Mane play uh, as a centre forward as yeah. well, if need be. Yeah. You know. It's and always been next man up for us. That's the that's the thing that I've thought this season. You know, whether it's Sturridge in the early parts of the season when Firmino's out and he steps up against Pierre. Whether it's Shakiri against Man United, Origi, uh, Shakiri later on in the season, these lads are all. He's got them. It's like Klopp's just got them primed and ready. As soon as you get your opportunity, you've got to take it. And I feel like when we're going into the, to the cup final, I, I I really like the substitutes thing as well. You know, having the extra subs, I feel like that gives us a few more options. Certainly, if literally, you're in, literally well, if, does, you're, yeah. if you're in a losing position, you can roll the dice a lot easier, can't yeah. you? Because you've got every attacking well, I think player Klopp, there. Klopp made that point, didn't he, in, in one of his interviews? that he now has people on the bench who he can bring on and if he needs to mix things up. Uh, whereas last year he had uh, Lallana who was hardly fit and he had Chan who was hardly fit. And yeah, that well, was it. We, we were talking about this before and you know, I think Solanke, you know, we had Solanke's option. You can bring Dominic Solanke into that. Whereas our worst case, and this is, I'm not looking to be offensive <coughs> to, to Daniel Sturridge in any way, shape or form when I say this, but it's just the nature of the pecking order. Daniel Sturridge is our way, almost our worst case option. This is a lad who, you know, we're talking about Harry Kane getting a chance inside the box. Daniel Sturridge is exactly the same. This is a lad who was a, a top, top level footballer, and that is our that is the that is the situation where we're where we're in. And he scored in the European final. Exactly. Yeah. I think that one of the greatest thing Klopp's done is how he's just got everyone built in to again this ethos. And you know, if Salah doesn't score that goal against Chelsea. Sturridge is getting goal of the season for the one he's done against Chelsea yeah. in, in, the, in yeah. the, the one at Stamford Bridge. Any time he's come on, he scored the important goal against PSG. This is again, this Daniel Sturridge. I, you're talking about him at the same level as Harry Kane a few years ago, yeah, you know, 2013-14. He was unbelievable, and I don't think he will he will get any minutes. No. But but that's the, that's 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 the levels. If, exactly. if Liverpool one 0 down with five to go. Fucking throw Brewster on and Sturridge and Origi. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? You just roll the I dice. Admit, the good... If you need a goal very late on, you could have worse options than that. This Sturridge. is my point, is and that people sorry, people were saying, like, well, we needed to add one more body to the front line. And I think we do. And I think this summer, I still think we'll go, we could do with going big for another, for another top quality lad in rotation. But we've improved. You know, again, our options last season, our backup options, the front three with Danny Ings, Dominic Solanke and then ultimately Adam Lallana who hadn't played all season. And this is going to sound like a stupid point and maybe you'll be like, what are you on about? But 
even though the options are maybe similar in the sense of you bring on Daniel Sturridge last season as a sub and you bring him on this season as a sub, but I think it's the mentality is different. Yeah. You know, maybe a year or two ago when you're looking at the bench and you're thinking, oh, who's this? Arigi coming on? What's he going to do? Or Sturridge? Now you're going, hey, these are, these are probably going to score. No one, no one out the substitutions crops making and, and now he's got them all firing. You know, five, ten minutes to go, Sturridge comes on. I'm fancying him to score. No, exactly. But Daniel Sturridge, as mentioned, scored against Chelsea this season, scored against PSG. Jen Jukic got two against Man United. Divock Origi scored in the, in the derby. Scored twice against Barcelona. Uh, you know what I mean? These are not. This is not Dom Solanke hitting the post in the derby and going, oh, if he just gets a bit of luck, he might be all right for us. Oh, doesn't Danny Ings work really hard? Yeah. If he gets some games under his belt, he could be a decent, decent player for us. <laughs> We've got players, as you say, to there are varying degrees of readiness. You know, I don't. I wouldn't say I wouldn't like to see ninety minutes of Jay and Jakiri. You know, necessarily. But if we had to use these lads, yeah, we we are a much different animal to what we were twelve months ago, which is very very good indeed. The real interesting thing for me going into this game is what formation are Tottenham going to play. That's the thing that I'm I'm looking at and thinking. I just don't know what they're going to do because they've started four at the back against us earlier on in the season at, at Wembley, didn't they? And then at Anfield they played a three at the back or a five at the back, whichever way you want to look at it. And now but they and switched, didn't they? To they switched four at back. Yeah, about thirty time. minutes in, yeah. something like that. I think oh, about thirty minutes in, they they, they, they moved players around. I think they altered the forward line. Half time they went to four at the back, and, that, and then they got good against us. And one of the things that Carragher was telling me um, the other day is. He thinks the players will be pushing Pochettino to go four at the back, but he actually thinks that Pochettino wants to go five at the back, and he thinks there's a, a bit of an imbalance there because the players recognise that when they went to four at the back, they, they got much more into the game and created opportunity. So that, for me, is the real thing. The, the beauty of all this, though, is I'm not asked what formation they play. You know, no, but you know what I mean? Like, not, that, not that I'm being blasé about it, but the, the, we, we, we were talking about this on the, on the Reds News Roundup on the website before. Liverpool will largely play the same, largely play a predictable team, which we'll talk about in a minute. They'll largely play the same shape, and yet how we, we can go to completely different approaches to how we, and, and that's, once again, just in terms of mentality. Do we want to try and blow spares away in 20 minutes? We'll, we'll try, will we click that button and we try that, we try that approach? We'll do, the, we'll do, do we want to play on the counter and do some, you know, some counter pressing? We'll do that. Do we want to just sit on the ball and feel the game out for 45 minutes and make it a 90-minute football match and try and win it with 15 minutes to go? We can, we, we can do all that. It's a, that's probably our, our last concern is probably that can we adapt how well we adapt to a change in the game but past that it feels like we this is the most just again feels like this is the most prepared mm. we've been for the game of football it, it's great to God think that own. you know we're like this or how Spurs going to line up are they going to use Kane or not like you say they probably know our starting 11 now they, they probably could they pick it they probably know how we're going to play but the great thing is when you've got that confidence and it's, it's not cockiness it's confidence in what we've seen all season you're sitting there going, well, yeah, you know what we're going to do, but we'll still blow you away. It's, it's like saying, I know you saying Bolt, he's going to come out the blocks and he'll end up just... Um, it's just because you know what he's going to do doesn't mean you can stop him. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's okay saying, I know it's a different thing actually trying to trying to do something no, about do. it. Look at, look at, look at it's, it's like the old Liverpool sides obviously. who were winning European Cups. They went out and played the way they played. They didn't change it in any way given who they were playing. They just mm. went out and went, this is Liverpool, this is the way we play. 
You know, and that's the way I feel about this. We're going to go out and we're going to play the way we play. I think the good regardless. thing we've got there, because none of us can know the results and none of us are going to know what's going to happen. We can't predict every kick of the ball, as mentioned already. But what this team has, has, has earned from us is trust. It's earned that I, I trust, even without before the ball's kicked, even days in advance, I trust that team's going to go out and they're going to be sharp they're going to be prepared their heads are going to be in the game they're going to go out they're going to wait the bollocks off they're going to make you know sensible decisions they're going to do because they've earned this trust because that's what we've seen we've had a year of this now but 18 months of it really when you when when, when you think think back um and that provides me with it's, it's just a real sense of comfort that's going to go big time <laughs> the second i get on the flight to Madrid, i'm probably going to be a wreck but at the minute, the only the only concern I have ahead of this game is just until I pick my tickets up, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna flap until I've got my tickets in my hand, and then I think I'm just looking forward to to, to soaking it all in. Um, Chris mentioned it already. Actually, we've got a, a fantastic interview with Jamie Carragher. This camera, thanks, Tom. Um, with uh, Jamie Carragher, it's on the YouTube channel. There's loads of amazing content going up on the RedmenTV.com. But if you haven't seen the Carragher stuff, here's a little clip. He's quite pally, you know, really close with his brother, who, who helps him a lot. Really, I know his mum from uh, you know the days when my son was at the academy, and uh, Trent, I didn't know who Trent was, but you knew his mum was. She was there every every night watching the training, so she's a big uh, influence on him as well. But he'd be like any any lad. He'd have his mates from school. I don't think he goes out too much. I don't think he's in the middle of town, pissed like I was at times when I was younger, or Stevie, or different things like that. But but no, he's, he's got his head screwed on. Uh, as, as a lot of young English players have now, they get a lot of criticism, but I think they are a you know, really good group of people. You see that with the England squad. But... And there's also talk of him going to midfield. I don't see that. I think he'd be not wasted going into midfield. I think he gets so much from a full-back. I think he, he could and should go on to be the best full... He should... I think he should be disappointed if he doesn't become the best right-back in the world. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal work. And yeah, in addition to that, we've got an interview with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and Jordan Henderson as well, which is brilliant. That's on the RedmenTV.com. I had a chat with Jürgen Klopp and Jeannie Wijnaldum as well. All the full interviews for them are on that website. You might have seen, if you haven't seen already, Boss Night Unplugged, watch that get in the mood, get in the party mood ahead of Madrid for all that as well. And there's a full-length bit, an even longer version of that on the website. So much, so much great stuff. Um, before we crack on and talk about the team, Chris, we've got another sponsor. Well, yeah, we've partnered with Euro Night. You can see it on the table just in front of me. Excellent work there, Tom, by the way. Um, so this is the official Champions League programme. Uh, there's a pre-order link uh, or an order link in the video description now. Um, little surprise in there. There's a little article that I've done. Um, ahead of the Champions League final, so I have, well, they told me that it had passed the edit, uh, whether it actually gets into the final <laughs> magazine or not. Um, if anyone had ever said to me you'd write something that would go in a Champions League final programme, I'd have probably said you were on crack, but it is there, I hope, because I really, I really, really hope that it's there so you can get one of them. Um, I'm proud of what I've written, even though it doesn't make sense. I've, I've, I've read it. It makes great sense. I, once again, you've you've excelled yourself in these last few weeks. Chris Pajak's gone up to the next level. Not just the the, the angry shouty man that I've known for so long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cultured footballing connoisseur, Chris Pajak. Um, right, let's talk a little bit about the, the team. Once again, and it boils down to look. If, if Roberto Firmino's fit, we'll, we'll, well, I think we're all going to have him in there. The big question mark. I, Think is it's just going to come over the midfield three? Is there really? Do you think there's there's only one position up for grabs here, or is there two? 
I don't think there's none. I, wow. I, I just think it's Milner's unfortunately got to go on the bench. Okay. Fabinho, Henderson, Ronaldo. Um, I think that's just got to be the midfield for me. You could. I don't even think Gomez comes into it. I think it's that was. I think that's like the next tier of conversation. Yeah. But I, I, I completely agree. I think. I think it's Matt, think we're Matt, all day, yeah. yeah, and and hopefully yeah, Bobby. And I think I, that's what I said before. But um, Spurs are probably looking, thinking we know their team. But I don't care because I think that that team. <laughs> Is you're looking at two best fullbacks in the world, best keeper, best defender, and midfield three that have experience now. And again, like you said before, you got you've got confidence in them, you've got trust in them, and the front three speak for itself. I think Milner will hundred percent come on and, and and have a huge impact whether we're chasing the game or whether we're on top. Uh, and I can also see uh, Arigi coming on for Bobby, but that'll be my starting eleven. I think it's it's really interesting stuff, isn't it? That because. It's mad that we're looking at a situation now where I think Jordan Henderson in particular, it's it's strange to talk about the Liverpool captain in this way, but this is the the, the life that he's, he's, he's unfortunately had to lead, I think, in his, his last few years. But his performances in the back end of the season, I am so excited to see Jordan Henderson play in this game because I think he's curtailed himself for far too long. I think he's done that job for the team. And now he gets to be... He gets, he gets to play where he wants to play. For, he gets you know. to play the ca- he gets to play the captain's role. He gets to be the man he wants to be. He gets to be the hero. Yeah. yeah. Well, he gets he, he, he's he's afforded the platform for, to to make himself yeah. that. And I, I agree about the team. I think that's exactly what the team will be as well. Except there's a little thing in the back of my head which says Klopp does tend to prefer. Milner, Henderson and Wijnaldum as his favourite three yeah. put them out of Bayern when everyone hit the roof yeah. and said what the <laughs> hell is he doing playing yeah. those dogs yeah. <laughs> and you know we were brilliant that night so I just have a little niggle in the back of my mind the clock might surprise people mm-hmm. uh, they played in the final last year as well didn't they so yeah, absolutely. Um, not that they had any choice they were the only three <laughs> yeah, players yeah. they had but, yeah. for, me, for me it comes down to what you first mentioned and you know, I was I'm, I'm doing the starting eleven later today, and the big question mark is: Is it Wijnaldum or is it James Milner? Because, you know, I know Wijnaldum missed out against Barcelona. Milner obviously starts that game, but comes on has such an impact in that game that it's like, hang on, he's, he's not knocking on the door, he's banging the frigging thing down, and he's Jurgen and said, start me. But Milner started twice against Tottenham this season. And with him starting against Barcelona and, and how good that midfield has been at Bayern and places like that, I do still think Milner's got a chance. It, 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 it's, and, I, it's really flick of a coin for me between the two of them. I, I yeah, I, and it's, again, not to be bad, it's a bit of a shrug for me, I, not, in a, not in a dismissive way. I think we're fine either way. I, I, you know, I would much prefer, I'd be infinitely comforted by... Fabinho starting in the six. I'll be honest. I think you know. I think that's fair because as much as you mentioned the buying game, Henderson goes off injured. Fabinho comes in in, in yeah. the Alliance, and that, that you know. I mean, you for, can... Fabinho for me is like the future. Yeah. And the sooner he's established in that team as the guy you go, to, like um, Van Dijk is in the back. Yeah. You know, Fabinho, he's he's there every game. Yeah. That's what you what you want, and you certainly want him to be playing in a game like it's, this. You look at it's. A, I don't like talking about them because they've got nothing to do with this final. Ultimately, but you look at like Fernandinho at Man City. That he's the DM. He plays every game. You can put Gundogan in, and he's brilliant. But he's not Fernandinho in that. No, I, I agree. I, I, I think Milner, Milner definitely deserves it. But then. On that, you're talking about if you're going to have an impact sub, forget the Barca game where he comes on and has such an impact he does. Take that out of the equation. 
Milner, I think, is the better sub to bring on just because of experience. Yeah. I think, you know, if you need to see the game out, you'd rather be bringing Milner on than, than Wijnaldum. But then, like you say, you throw in the Barca game and you think, well, look at the no, impact but I, I, I'll be honest, I have to, I have to admit that's with the way I'm leaning on it for a number of factors and I don't want to have to go down the rabbit hole because we're trying to build toward the spirit of positivity, but I want James Milner on the pitch if it goes to penalties and I don't want James Milner taking a penalty after 120 minutes of, of football at 33 years old. There's something in that. There's something to if you need to make drastic change if we need to break glass if we need to do things I'll, you're right having Milner there you can come and play three or four different positions in, in, in the team it's just an option anywhere isn't he that's mm. the thing and that's a, that's a shame that's a real shame for James Milner because I think there'll be a you know a piece of paper between the, the two of them I love the mentality of chatting to Genie and basically saying like you've got a few days to, to fight for and he, he said that the attitude there is there's, there's that, the midfielders they're all fighting against each other this week. They're all. But he said it. He said it himself. He said, "We're doing this all season long. This is what it's been like. It's not just now that there's a Champions League final. This is what we've had to do all season. We're fighting for our place, and we're making our our competitors better. The harder I fight, the better it makes James Milner, and the harder James Milner fights, the better it makes me. And it's why I, I, I was in, I was feeling so nervous and so sick. Uh, but uh, when you talk to them and you hear them go, go on about this stuff, I'm at, like I say, I'm at this point now where I, I, I could even get to a situation where again, if you told me Bobby Firmino wasn't fit to start and we had to start Divock Origi, I'm not going to be as made up as if I see Firmino. But I'll, I'll go, okay, cool. Let's see how that let let's see how that let's see how that pans out. Um, we're not even talked about like I mean I can't see Oxley Chamberlain getting a start in this out out the blue, but he, he's there. He's in training. He's he, he's vying for it. Be what a wonderful story there and potential for for him. Even if he's only so on saying the before though, you know the way you say about Tottenham's chances, and I feel we've come so far. The fact that we'd be going. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if Fairy Tail if Ox got in? And that's how the Tottenham kind of mindset yeah. again. We're thinking, now nah, you know what? We've got a boss team. We don't got, even need that Fairy Tail. We've got, yeah, yeah, we've got those stories. They're there if we need if them. If we need them. But they're like. They're back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're, it, they're it like, can, they're like back up. Great, great impact sub as well. You know, giving his eye for goal. Yeah, we, you know, we've got these little little things ticking over. You know, you go back to like Istanbul and you the players who were on the way out. You've got that. This is going to be Daniel Sturridge's last appearance for Liverpool, more than likely. You know, we could. I hope we don't, but we could see James Milner move on in the summer. There's a few different bits and pieces like that. And again, you've had the lads who've been the Alberto Moreno moments. getting on. Oh, don't. 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 <laughs> Push oh. him up front. Oh my God. Um, but what, I've what, never told your dad to fuck off before. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, but I'm so close not to telling him not, to fuck off. Not so good, anyway. Um, yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you know. But barring that one, <laughs> I think we're, that's it. I think I think that's just a great point. Is that you can look at like, the likes of Sturridge and the likes of Ox, and you could say this is there's there's a potential story written for them. But these aren't like we need. We don't need those stories to come to fruition. Like if if Oxley Chamberlain doesn't get on the pitch. It means we've probably won the European Cup, and he'll just have yeah, the story yeah. about how this was his comeback. And at least they'll all be on the bench. Yeah. You know, last year, I mean, we didn't have anyone to put on the bench last year, but the numbers were much more limited. So, yeah, absolutely, very, very exciting indeed. Um, right, we're getting to that time. It's nearly the end, which means that we're going to have to start thinking about the actual game in real life. Um, Andy, what's your score prediction for this one? Again, we've already said about being confident, and I don't want to come across as hell, Andy's a bit. Cocky isn't he there, but genuinely think three or four nil. I'm I'm so longing for a final. All throughout my life, we've had you know 2001. Michael Owen scores two against Arsenal, which is never a one. Birmingham on pens, Alaves golden goal. Um, 
Istanbul, the Gerard final, all these finals where it's been drama. And again, it's because we've always felt like a cup team or we felt lucky or something. This is the only final I've been to and I've watched and I'm thinking we've got world-class players all over the field and we've definitely got the potential to be two or three nil up after half an hour. And I'd love to just see us, you know, put to bed all that, you were lucky or it was drama or it was a miracle. And to just go, you know what, we've absolutely dominated them and we, we won three or four nil and, and I think that's what's going to happen. <sighs> Dad. Yeah, I, I, I had similar thoughts. I, I was remembering the game against Newcastle in the early 70s in the cup final when it was supposed to be evenly matched and they had Malcolm McDonald up front who scored loads of goals and they had Terry McDermott. And we we just, it was men and boys, we just totally outplayed them, we beat them 3-0. Um, and everyone was, oh my God, what a performance. And that's what I think will happen. I think we'll beat them 3-0. Okay. I'm the same as your dad, as, as I so often am, I think I think 3-0 as well. And you know, I, I feel like, I know that Liverpool have been so pragmatic this season and they've, they've looked to, to realise that the game is 90 plus minutes and we've timed it and we've, we've waited the way, the way we play beautifully. But I do believe that Liverpool should start fast and will start fast because, because of that experience that we've all spoken about of playing in a European Cup final before, I feel like with the gap, with everything that, you, that goes into it, if Liverpool start fast, Tottenham will just start looking around and start thinking to themselves, we don't belong here. And all those little stories of the VAR and all that, it actually all flips on them and they start thinking, we're lucky to be here and we're being shown up. And if that happens and we score early, I think they just capitulate and we just roll them over for the rest of the game. It's it's so mad that I I can you know, I love a good story. I can think of so many ways for the for this to go, and so much of it I think depends on just how, how Tottenham choose to approach this game. I think if they try to come out fast, I could see us. I could see them going getting an early goal, but us just going okay, dusting ourselves off, and then going and doing like and beating them like three one or something like that. Um, the other, the other way I, I could I, I, and it depends again is it is just doing what we've done so much it's just going okay we'll take this game we'll take this game as it comes because although the, the, the three week break has definitely favoured Spurs because they've been able to get more players back in contention for this it doesn't change the fact that they, they haven't got the fitness levels that we've got they haven't been able to rotate it as positively as the way that we have throughout this season and I think the longer the game goes I think it's going to favour us I think we've just got more strength so I think it goes one of two ways I do think they'll, they'll they'll either get an early goal and we'll come back or I think it'll be nil-nil at half time and we'll probably win 2-0 or something but with a couple of a couple of second half goals maybe but either way as long as we win the fucking European Cup I genuinely don't care how we do it <laughs> more than anything else um yeah even if this even has to be the death throes of the of the Liverpool way of doing things over the last 30 years, which is to do it in the most horrendous, hard way possible. Fine, whatever. Just what, do it. What would you do, though, if we actually did just do it in a really easy way, win, win three? I don't think none of us would know what to do if we won no. three or four nil. No, All we've ever known is this crazy last-minute no. drama and miracles and stuff. And it's mental, isn't it? Like, I, 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 yeah, I, I imagine sitting there and we just... Because we should, Andy. Yeah. That's where we're at. You know, that, the, the, the gulf in class between us and the league. And... Yes, they're gonna have that that thing we've discussed already. That they could go, it could just they could just have a look on their side, the, the right man. They could get a VAR decision. They could all these blah 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 blah. If this game goes, if it goes, if these two teams go toe to toe, and it, and Liverpool are able to do what they've been doing all season long, it, it is at least it's not a flight of fancy. That's it's a very real possibility, mm. which is just 
ridiculously exciting when you think about it. Um, yes, wow. God, I, I almost don't want this to end because it means that it's a... It's Can we real. do it again tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, let's do it all over again. I do this, I remember doing this last year and I, I can say it's such a weird situation, such a very weird and odd situation to be in that we're facing down a, a European Cup and it's... I, I, we were talking on our podcast, Chris, weren't we, about how like five stars has become such a big thing for Liverpool, but it wasn't always. It's only really in a, in, the, in 126 years of Liverpool, the spell where five stars has become synonymous with the club is a very, very small period. It'd be amazing if we could just start to step up and do the. Yeah, just the the, all thing. them shirts you've got to get rid of because you've got to put six stars in. Oh no! Well, I can. I'll deal with that. I'm happy to. I'm happy. I'm happy to have my badge on my Redmen jacket resewn if I have to with an extra <laughs> star, and I'm happy to swallow up the uh, swallow that up if needs be. But uh, no, listen. Thank you very much to everyone who's watched. Uh, the shows this season uh, what an amazing ride it's been and hopefully it's not over yet hopefully there's so many more exciting journeys and 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 moments and songs and and, and hugs off strangers to look forward to uh, I personally can't wait to it gents thank you very much um, I don't know how we live between now and the final but somehow we're going to get through there and somehow we're going to emerge on the other side and case it are what will be will be and hopefully there'll be a, a six European Cup in the trophy cabinet um, yes thank you very much see it all soon if you think Liverpool can do it drop a like on this video go and subscribe to the redmentv.com for more amazing content and I'll see you in Madrid <laughs>